Welcome to Talent Hacks for Scale-Ups. You're listening to Theo Smith on the show for the people building HR and talent functions at Scale-Ups whilst moving at the speed of light. Hello, this is Talent Hacks for Scale-Ups, the show where we share hacks from industry leaders that are building HR and talent functions at Europe's top scale-ups whilst in mid-flight. Today, we leave our fintech series to speak with Jan Teggs, author of The Full Stack Recruiter. What an incredible resource and a very large book indeed. It's incredible. So we've hacked Jan's brain today and we're sharing it with you. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Clearly, we've got a, some good visuals of uh, the influence that you have within our industry right there behind you. But would you just like to introduce yourself? <laughs> let, let everybody, let our listeners know who you are, what you do, what you're about. Well, uh, well, I well, my name is Jan Tegza, and I'm uh, currently working for IT, a US IT company called Soravins. Um, um, and I'm working there as a senior manager. But my passion is about recruitment and sourcing. And um, as you already heard, uh, I wrote a book called Full Stack Recruiter that it's all about recruitment and sourcing. It should be some kind of guidebook for any recruiter out there uh, and uh, or some manual that will help new people or even those who are in the industry for a long time to refresh some knowledge about help others. Uh, with the knowledge that I share uh, in that book uh, to be better in their job, help them to break some bad habits and discover new methods, new ways. And that's basically my short introduction. <laughs> and so, Jan, you talk at a lot of events, you know, I've seen you at some of these events. Uh, and is that is that always around, you know, kind of the, the content that's within the book? You know, what are you passionate about sharing when you get onto that stage? And what what has it been like since uh, lockdown? <laughs> so I always trying to not share uh, the things that people can uh, find out in the book. So I always trying to um, you know bring new content because I believe that's uh, not only beneficial for uh, the audience because they will discover something new and uh, it won't be like oh well I already read an article or I already saw it somewhere. So I'm always trying to bring something new. That's the reason why I'm not attending so many events because it's not about the exposure; it's about the quality content uh, and. Uh, I'm trying to share few, or not few, but I'm tr- always trying to share some new tools, new things, new methods, you know, the way how I uh, discover several things or uh, the things that somebody else shared uh, with the, the whole internet. So I'm basically, uh, you know, sharing more about that method or the way or the tool, giving the credit to that person for their achievement and for the discoveries. And uh, it's not only about sourcing, it's not about all the recruitment, it's sometimes about how you can use uh, various advertisement platforms or various things uh, or combine various things together that will help you to attract people, that will help you to um, you know, be more productive and stuff like that. So it's not only about the sourcing and, uh, and the recruitment. Well, and the last, the, the second question was about lockdown. Well, you know, I'm probably struggling like everyone else. I just want to go out <laughs> and meet people. Uh, but uh, it will probably take a few more months uh, before we got all, you know, 
all the shots uh, from uh, and hopefully we will <laughs> see each other somewhere on some event very soon but i'm not that optimistic as i'm seeing you know all the news so hopefully this year but definitely in the next year <laughs> Brilliant, yeah, we're yeah, all hoping for that, especially me. Um, but let's let's put some context to this um, and to your credentials, Jan, because um, it's it's no mean feat to write a book. Um, actually, you know, I know this. Um, I wrote. I've just finished my book, hundred five thousand words. I thought that was pretty intense, and I was pretty incredible. And then I speak to you, and how many words is full stack recruiter? uh 240 uh plus 30,000 words as the pdf file that's uh, like an additional and benefit bonus that people get and the reason is that book can basically kill a bear stop the bullet so it's like you know it needs to be heavy and full of knowledge because you can you can kill the fly well probably you will also break some windows with it too but yeah i just I, when I finished it, I was like, wow, that will be only a few pages. And uh, the thing that stopped me is that because I self-published the book, uh, uh, on Amazon there's a limitation of 800-something uh, pages that you can add. So I basically need to cut uh, one of the chapters uh, from the book and create them as a PDF so I can even publish it there. So, yeah. Wow, that is absolutely incredible. So, you know, for listeners... Um, I, I mean, that saves them a huge amount of time because when you talk around that many words, that doesn't even include the time, the energy, the research, the conversations and everything that goes into those words. Those words are basically you've you've constructed um, a book that is condensed based on real world situation and scenario. So which I mean, it's just incredible that the amount of time and energy they must have taken you to go through how did what is your kind of how did you research who did you get involved what can people expect when they're kind of uh, using that as a resource <laughs> well uh people always see the the final product but not those years years and years of studying research hard work uh you know so i'm every single time when somebody asks me uh how much time i spent on that well the first book, this is the this is the third one, but the first book took me almost two years. But I'm not counting those years that uh, I had to spend to learning the methods, testing those, etc. And um, how you know, I basically include several people from our industry, and I'm really grateful uh, for for their help. I always try to give the the credits at the beginning uh, of the book into acknowledgement to those who helped me because. I wouldn't be able to do that by myself, honestly. And I don't believe that you can just create a book, finish it, and it will be really awesome without uh, inputs from others because they, they help you to think about things a little bit differently, but they will also give you some different perspective and <laughs> definitely they will help you to fix some of those things that uh, you thought that you were doing properly and correctly for the years. And they will tell you like, well, maybe if you change that, you will get better results. And that's the reason that I'm really grateful for all those people who helped me because I wouldn't be able to do um, just by myself. I self-published the book. That was the hard way. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I had several people who helped me to review the content, give me the feedback. I had the, the editor that I hired through uh, from, I believe, Upwork. And 
that lady basically fixed all my grammar mistakes or all the typos. I had the proofreader, yet there is still probably a few typos there. And I had a designer who basically put it together uh, in the, the interior design. And one of my friends who is uh, designing all those uh, uh, covers for a full stack recruiter, uh, he basically created the, uh, the exterior. So as you can see, there are so many people behind it. So it's you know, so I, I wrote it, but uh, it's the result of work of uh, many other people who helped me in the way. So yeah, and I can second that. You know, it is vitally important to have people involved to help you along the way. Make sure you're on the right track and and that it's uh, yep. relevant to to everybody. Um. So what's interesting to me now, uh, and we'll get on to kind of maybe some thoughts, hints, tips in, in a second. Um, but there'll be a lot of recruiters now um, that are sat at home uh, that lack the engagement with their fellow human beings. They lack maybe um, banging heads with other recruiters. You know, we've got some great communities like DBR, as an example. Even they'll be limited, can't meet up in the pub, right? So uh, it's become probably even more important now than ever. The recruiters have uh, resources, help, support, people that they can lean on. Uh, in this current environment, um, so I think I think probably you know you've created something that is its greatest need is today, right? Um, that people can dip in and out of it. What what do you think? Um, what do you think are the key things that come out of um, your knowledge, your experience, your book? What what can be what can recruiters be thinking about today in this kind of remote world and environment to get the best out of this world and what's available? <laughs> Well, that's a really good question. You know, uh, every year there are so many new tools that are appearing, new things, new ways, new methods. Usually they there are old methods, old tools, old ways, but with the new fancy names and that's the difference. But what I believe what is really important and it will, will be even more important in the future is treat every single candidate as a human being because now we are communicating with uh, chatbots or AIs. And I don't know if you have experience to chat with some real good, really good chatbot, but I was chatting several, well, several weeks ago, I was chatting with several chatbots and it's basically like filling the form. Uh, and uh, especially there was a, I believe, chatbot from DHL uh, that I was trying to change something there. And I was got so fr so frustrated at the DM that I was like, I'm never going to uh, order anything with through DHL if I have a chance. And uh, that's why I believe uh, the 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 uh, like not the the ability, but the approach towards to the candidates. If you treat them as a human beings and that they are, and not like another person or other like candidate or number in the system you will see real benefits after some time or immediately or after some time. Then the companies, they are, they are just doing the high volume. And they are always saying, we're implementing chatbots, all those tools, because we are doing high volumes. But you can still, you can still create it in the way that people will feel like, or the companies will feel like human beings and not like, fill this form, film that. And um, so, so that, that approach, if you treat everyone as a human, that is the one approach that will help you in your career, no matter what tool, no matter what uh, methods you will discover or will be used. Because even if you are writing emails, like the segments emails, you need to think about those, how many emails you will get. 
uh, or sent to those, uh, sorry, sent to those uh, candidates. And uh, there are so many people who are saying, uh, saying I'm sending seven uh, follow-up emails. Honestly, I got more than three and I'm not going to communicate with that person or never work with the agency because I know that several agencies, they basically set it up uh, uh, some emails and they will send you an email, hey, we would like to cooperate. Then after two days, you will get, hey, did you have time to check? Then after three days, well, maybe you lost it. And after I got more than three, I basically blocked that agency or that person. So I'm never going to speak with those because for, for me, it's a spam and they don't even try to be creative. So another thing that is really important is the creativity. I know that not everyone is creative, but you need to use and try new things, even if you fail, because that's the only way how you can learn. And I'm failing every freaking day. And trust me, one day I will write a book uh, about my failures and you will see that we are, we are facing the same issues. Uh, we are doing same mistakes and I mess it up so many things in my career that sometimes I'm really grateful that I have really good managers and bosses that they were like, well, at least you learn. <laughs> so uh, that, that, that importance of trying new things and be at least trying to find new ways to be creative, it will not only help yourself um, uh, it, uh, and uh, improve your, your work, but you will also going to help others. Because if you find something, you have the urge to share with the world, and you will be trying to share it. And that's how you make more connection, meet more people, more friends. And that's something that I always recommend to everyone. Brilliant. So kind of value-driven content is really important then, I guess, that you don't just ask for stuff from a candidate or from uh, whoever. You, you give stuff, right? So it's okay yep. to say, hey, can we have a chat? But the second one shouldn't be, hey, can we have a chat? Hey, can we have a chat? Hey, can we have a chat? It's like... Maybe, hey, you know, if we can't chat now, have you seen this resource that we've got? Or do you know that we do this? Or do you know we've just developed this new technology in the space? Or, you know, other things that can engage somebody in a very different way, which we use in kind of sales, yep. right? Um, but I guess there should be no difference in the way that we engage with candidates. And whether that's through a bot, yep. whether that's through email, or whether that's through the human <laughs> up the telephone, that's what we should expect. Yeah, it, it, you describe it perfectly. It's you know, it's, it doesn't matter what tool you are going to use, but if you are going to use the same template that the company provided or the tool has in it, you will be using the same template that any other customer is using, and it's not personal. That that's the reason why I'm not teaching uh, uh, the, the recruiters and sources how to write emails by my own template because. Every recruiter and sourcer is different. They have a different style. And when you force someone to do the ways how you are doing those things or writing those emails, you basically steal the joy from it and make it as a template. And it will be just you know following up your template, posting, and it, it will lose the personality that make them better in their job and make, uh, make the difference. Because I'm, I'm receiving so many, I've got several profiles uh, across the globe to understand how people are approaching and running several tests. Um, but receiving those emails uh, from people, I'm always surprised if they really expect that somebody will reply because some of those are so, so terrible that it basically it's, they're just wasting the emails uh, credits on uh, on 
uh, LinkedIn. Well, probably they are not uh, losing those because I'm not replying, <laughs> but or, or or stealing their credits from it uh, with a reply. But it's it's unbelievable how big companies are basically forcing recruiters to use the same templates, and they are expecting different results. That's just some kind of kind of insane to do the same thing and expect the different results. I think also um, what you might find, especially in startups and scale-ups where, you know, there's a lot of pressure on that individual to do a variety of different things. They implement a bit of technology, right? They get it. They implement yeah. it. It's shiny. It's doing the thing they want it to do. And then they forget about it, right? Because I don't need to think about this anymore because the, the magic is happening. I guess that is that from your perspective a, a dangerous pit that people fall into that then they're not reviewing the templates they're not reviewing how it's working they're not making the small adjustments that can like improve it and optimize it well i like automatization but i'm using it for uh reports because those are data and if i set the automatization to provide me report like every monday send me the report of all candidates we have in the system or apply create the dashboard whatever that's perfect but when you set it up some automatization and you describe it perfectly people set it up something then forget about it because they believe it's going to work but as you are adding new fields into your ats you are adding new information people react differently uh or they can mess it up something it will mess it up with your data so at the end after half year or year you will get your data and it will be everything will be optimized but the problem is the relevancy of the data and uh usually there is not enough time in any recruitment team so they will set it up forget it's going to work and then a new leader new manager whatever uh, came to the company they trying to understand data and, the, and those are the moments when they find out that those tools are not working companies are paying hundreds of thousand dollars for things that are not properly set uh, they are not using the the, the technology or uh, they are not using the, the the all functionalities those systems have like ats uh every well, hopefully every company in the world uh, they are using some kind of ats right uh but uh what was the last time that you really checked what was the new implementation new tools new functionalities and did you set it up properly or what was the last time that you basically said okay so we we run the ats for three four years let's have the discussion with the vendor and discuss if we can set it up something better if there are some other points that could help us or, or changes that could help us to get better data uh, improve the candidate experience and the prime example is uh, a registration form if you force candidates to fill the registration form that will take five ten minutes and then you are not even freaking send them a reply Thank you for thank you for your application, but we choose somebody else, etc. That's really a terrible job. And what is even worse is that they basically you start your registration uh, through the registration form, and they were like, "Can you copy and paste your experience, your last uh, I don't know job or any something like that?" It makes no sense. They will ask you to upload the resume and then copy paste everything. That's and and those companies uh, and because I run several tests every year, those companies didn't change those things for five, four, five years from the moment when I start doing those uh, those uh, tests. 
And I always wonder why it's like lack of money, experience, or they just freaking don't care about people. And that's also one of the one of the things that tells me more about the company than anything else, how they treat the candidate through the registration process. If there is some email that candidate can use, like, hey, I have, I have struggling, I have got a problem. Here's the email I can write. We, we've got the email on our career side. If somebody sends a message, I will receive it. I will try to reply, try to help. And that's, I believe, you should treat every freaking candidate out there. Because if you are asking people for five, 10 minutes of their life to apply and be in the sometimes black hole where their resume will be lost, but if they really spend five, 10 minutes and you are not, and you will ask them during the process to fill those roles for all those job description, uh, the, the experience, uh, the, you know, the education, etc. copy paste everything into the, the file again. I always wonder if they really care about those people or those values, those statements that they have on their current page uh, are even real. Because if they think we treat people every, uh, you know, like we are diverse, we are, we are amazing, we are cool, etc. And then they basically tell you, well, you need to fill this 10 page long Excel spreadsheet. And that makes me, that has made me always angry because this is not the right way how you treat people. So Good. Yes. And so do you think then uh, the organizations, right? So people in those organizations that are not changing that process, do you think this is where the blame comes into, oh, we need a new ATS or, oh, it's this problem or that problem. And then it becomes big, right? Because you're looking at spend and then it's like a blocker rather than just going, why don't we just speak to our ATS provider and go, you know what? We've got this archaic process. What can we do? Who can we plug in? Who can we speak to that can help just improve this little bit by here just so the candidates get a bit of experience? Do you think that might be the blocker or is there other stuff going on here? Uh, I believe the, there are two problems or two blockers. The first one is the mentality. It's because people people don't like to change things that are working, at least they think they're working, because if you start doing those changes, you will always break something that you will need to fix and it will take time. And if you ever implement ATS or if you have any experience with like switching from one ATS to another, it's really painful job. It's like, it's time consuming and uh, because the TA teams in companies usually don't have enough manpower, uh, it will always uh, ends with, uh, well, it will require lots of time. It will require lots of effort, some budget. And you don't have enough money. <laughs> That's basically reality. You don't have enough uh, manpower. That's a hard reality. And so people choose the lazy way rather than to improve and, and invest like two, three months of, of their time. That will rec usually require that type of amount of time. Uh, so they were like, well, it's working. It could be better, but you know, it's working for us. But in the reality, you can do those things or change those things and improve those things way better. But the only thing you need to do is to make a decision, make a commitment, and be ready to invest the time, effort, and money. And yes, 
it could take weeks, usually it will take months, but you will see those improvements uh, in the in the company quite quickly or in, in the results quickly. And I believe that's the reason why everyone should at least like every two years just think about some improvements and find time to make the improvements in the process. I, I prefer if people are doing the changes continuously rather than like every year or every two years. But even every two years, if you set down like these are the things, these are the data for that year, these are the data for the second year, let's think how to improve it. But it will be better to do it like every year. So just sit down together with the team and think about what things you can improve in your process and also do on very small thing. Be a candidate, go on your freaking website and try to apply because you'll be surprised how painful is that and if you are if you as an employee and recruiter or TA leader or manager VP or whatever if you are frustrated with your registration process imagine how the candidates feel about it and that's what I'm always uh, you know as always sharing with the with the teams and and, and uh, TA leaders just go and try act as a candidate and you will be surprised how painful your process is. And if it's painful, change that. It's simple. And it's free. You can just, you can easily remove some, some of those things from your registration form. So exactly. it's a pretty simple process. <laughs> you said it. So great you went on to, to say that because earlier you were saying how the company were like, yeah, the process is okay for us. That's the problem, right? Often they sit yep. back and think, we're happy with our ATS. We're happy with the process and the tech. It works for us. But you're yep. right. Don't work for the candidate. The candidate's having a horrible time. <laughs> While you're sat there going, oh, but we're happy. You know, the recruitment team's happy. We're getting all the data we need, and it's easy for us. But Yep, but it should be easy for them. You only need, you only need to take the basic information uh, about the candidate, phone number, email, name, CV and that, that's that's it. There are some, of course, that, um, based on the market, you will also need needs to ask some some other things like connected with OFCCP regulation and, and all those things. But you can always make those uh, those forms quite simple. You don't need to ask people copy paste your your own history. Choose the uh, choose the times and and the. Uh, the, the the ranges where you work for some company because that will help you and it will help you because your ATS suck and you choose the really horrible ATS and you don't know how to change it how to improve it but it's it's like all those ATS all those matching algorithms and machine learning AI if you choose the right ATS they will help you and improve not only your experience but it will help candidate experience and then you will get more candidates in the pipeline you will get more satisfied candidates in the process there will be less withdrawals and that's i believe it's really important because everyone is asking what is the new way how to get candidates in the process what is the new tool what is the you can spend million dollars you can create incredible pipeline of the candidates but you will frustrate them at the end with your ats that will not even cost one million dollar and that's why I'm always surprised how much money companies are willing to invest into really silly tools that will help them to attract 
or create the segments, emails, and all the amazing things. But it's like paying for advertisement to attract uh, customers for for drink that tastes really horrible. You won't even drink it, but you will post it everywhere and with the this is amazing drink. Let's drink it. That you know it's you know it's amazing, cool, absolute incredible. And when people taste it, it will you know you will uh, you will feel the bad taste, and that will create also the the impression that the company is not good, and um, those people will never ever going to reply to those candidates or at least in reasonable time. So you are losing, you are paying for uh, uh, paying some tools and companies or and and you know other vendors for losing candidates in the process, and that's quite stupid. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Paying to make people feel sour about your organization. Yep. Uh, it seems a very crazy thing to do. Indeed. <laughs> and I get it. So uh, just to close off, Jan, like, just give us some hints and tips, maybe things we can think about for the future. High level, quick, punchy, you know, what should recruiters <laughs> be thinking about? So you are looking for some amazing silver bullet that will solve <laughs> every problem. <laughs> yes. I want it. I know. Yeah, but I don't have it because if I have it, I will be lying like some people on the internet because there is no silver bullet. Uh, there are so many things you can do uh, differently, but you 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 need to be stop. You need to stop being afraid of those things and those changes. So my silver bullet is embrace the change. And be bold to try, you know, new things. I know it sounds like cheesy statement from some commercial, but uh, what, what I did recently is I basically, or well, not recently, it was like during 2020. I know that the, the world is full of depressive people. Everybody's frustrated, and and I am too. I'm not the exception or or special case. I'm also sometimes frustrated, depressed. From the whole situation, but what I what I what I decided to do, I'm going to change my mind in the way that I will be reaching out friends, people I know, uh, asking them about their daily life. Uh, suddenly, uh, start sending things like, "Hey, daily reminder, you are doing amazing job. I read your article, I read your book, I read da 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 da, and be positive. And I also approach you because you you finish a book." And that's a huge achievement. And I will be supporting uh, every single person who reach, reach that level that find the time and the commitment and finish something that huge. Because I know how painful it is, how you are full of doubts. Uh, you, are, you, you believe that it's not the right time even to publish it after you read your first draft. Because finish the first draft is super easy. The hard part is rewriting. And changing, and I'm just writing the book for candidates, help people to understand the process, uh, learn uh, the tips, tricks that recruiters are using, and I finish it. But the hard part for me is to rewrite it. But again, I ask several people to help me with that, and try to be positive, try to help others, and it will bring benefits to you, to your business, to your pipeline, and start, you know, think about things differently. Don't use the same way, same methods over and over again, expect different results, and don't be afraid to even change tools. Because if you have one tool that is bringing you the result, the other tool, if you try them, could double 
the pipeline. <laughs> of course, you will still need to fix the registration form, <laughs> but that's that's you know that's the only silver bullet I've got. I wish I have magical solution, and I know that you know every week there is somebody who reach out to me on LinkedIn and ask me, hey. We have a problem with the pipeline. Can you help us or can you tell me how to source more candidates? Well, if you need to source more people, you need better tools or you need to do better messages, better improvements. You need to spend more time, analyze the whole thing. Uh, when you, when, what are the, the weak, weak points of your, of your approach? You need to do things differently. But if you are asking somebody like, hell, we have a problem, solve it. That's not how life works, but you know, <laughs> really, I don't have any silver bullets. Sorry for that. <laughs> I take that. That's good. That's good. I uh, and I agree. I think a nice way to to round it off. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, and you know, people go out, uh, uh, grab the book. We need it at the moment. We need all the help we can get. Locked in our uh, locked in our caves, right? Um, thanks again, Jan. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This episode was brought to you by Zinc, who offer automated reference and background checking tools directly in your ATS. If you enjoyed this episode, please do like, subscribe, leave a comment or share to support the show. Thank you.